we take a holistic approach, we equip and we empower so that people can get in control of their finances, removing fear and shame and helping them to think past their debt. Welcome to the Ending Poverty Together podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Shalane. We're here to discuss big questions about poverty in bite-sized ways. Today we have the pleasure of having Allison Williams, Board Chair for Christians Against Poverty Canada, joining us. Shalane, I first came across Christians Against Poverty, or CAP, when they became collaborators with the EndingPovertyTogether.org educational site. What really impressed me was their commitment to providing their clients with something long-lasting. And that's a new way of thinking about managing money. Allison has recently embarked on a second career after many years in the financial services industry. Her goal is to leverage her extensive experience and knowledge base in the service of the underserved, both locally and globally. Welcome here, Allison. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm humbled by the invitation. We're so grateful to have you here. So I'll start out by just asking, you know, I suspect that many of our listeners are not actually familiar with CAP. So how about we start with you telling us a little about Christians Against Poverty? Absolutely. Uh, Christians Against Poverty is an organization that works to uh, support clients to alleviate poverty. We work with clients and look at them on a holistic basis. So we provide debt counseling. We provide support in partnership with the church. We do this for free. We offer budgeting services. We offer debt counseling. And we support our clients uh, with our arms around them through partnership with the church. Wow. I'm eager to hear more as we go, Allison. I'm wondering if you would be willing to finish the sentence for us. We ask all of our guests this question. And I suspect it's going to tie in very closely to more about Christians Against Poverty. How would you end the sentence, poverty is? I would say that poverty is a societal ill. And people trapped in poverty are those who have an inability to thrive. Now, whether that be financially, physically, emotionally, or spiritually, those are all challenges. It's played out often in a lack of financial security. And very, very often we see that there's also a lack of community. And the reason that I said it was a societal ill is because I really believe that we have enough resources available for us to support each other well, but we don't always do that. And when you add to this racism, sexism, ableism, and all the other various isms, you have more and more marginalization of people. And as people are marginalized, uh, there's a higher propensity for them to uh, face poverty. Now, from a personal perspective, I'll say I'm a black woman who immigrated from Barbados as a child. And when I was a young adult, my mom left an abusive marriage and she stayed in that situation far, far too long. Because the help that she could receive from social services, this is the place that she went to, was the only option for her at the time, she thought, limited the amount of income that she could earn. And so that set a trap. So that, you know, trap that you see many people falling into, 
you know, we often think as a safety net can be a safety trap. Mm. She could have left that marriage earlier if she had a strong community to support her, Mm. but she didn't have that, you know, if we had a cap, but eventually she did find that through her church community. Mm. And so as I started out by saying at the end of the day, poverty, I believe is an inability to thrive on a dimension of financial where you have unmanageable debt, for example, physically, emotionally, it's poor spiritual health, but it doesn't have to be permanent, a permanent label that you wear. It can be a period that you go through and with the help of others, something that you can emerge from. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your personal story there, Allison. And I appreciate something you touched on there, which is really the holistic nature of poverty. Could you help us better understand the relationship that you see between this definition of poverty and something that you talk quite a lot about at CAP, which is unmanageable debt? Yeah, unmanageable debt is not necessary. It can be quantifiable, but, you know, for example, some of us may think of debt load of $1,500 as not significant. $1,800, $2,000, $2,500. But for some, it is unmanageable because if you have exhausted your savings and you still have to put food on the table, maybe you're relying on a food bank, but you also have to pay rent. You also have to pay utilities. All of these things mount up. And then on top of that, you have your creditors hounding you. That becomes unmanageable because not just financially, it's mentally unmanageable as well. And I use that number because according to Farber, the minimum bankruptcy filing costs in Ontario for a first-time bankrupt on average is $1,800. So if you have 1500 in debt, 2000 or 2500 in debt, it's an expensive option for you Wow. Um, and difficult to access. So for those in the lowest income bracket, insolvency can be very demoralizing. You need to demonstrate such financial strain, and you have to do this by going to three insolvency experts who say they can't help you before you can access this as an option. So just imagine the shame Hmm. that you feel when you have to tell your story three times Hmm. in order to access this option. Even worse, if you can't follow through to meet your obligations during the insolvency, you may not be able to become a discharge bankrupt. So some of our clients, you don't have enough disposable income to make a repayment plan, but you also don't have enough financial resources to make insolvency a good option. That's unmanageable. Wow. Now, Allison, I heard you mentioning CAP and in that, how is CAP uniquely positioned to help those with unmanageable debt? So CAP looks at the whole person, not just the debt. We take a holistic approach. And our objective is not just to deal with the debt. You can go to a trustee or and talk about your debt. So when you go to see them, you have to go to see them, first of all. You have to prepare your information. You're time limited. It's all on you. And bear in mind that you're dealing with the financial and personal strain, not only on you, but on your family when you're going to see a trustee. Hmm. When you work with CAP, we come to see you. 
Now, we do this online now, but when we are not restricted, we do this in person. So we will attend the home with um, befriender or the person can join us at a church or a, another location. And we sit down and we talk with an individual about the situation that they're in. We bring a booklet with us and we give them time to talk about themselves and to go through at their choice and go through what their debts, what their obligations are. But it's not just their debt. It's also we start also thinking about what their goals are because you don't just get out of debt. You also have a whole life around you. And so you have dreams, you have hopes. So we sit down, we work with individuals, and then we go back and visit again to go through their financials. And we work with our head office team who are able to put together debt plans and work with creditors. This is all free. And this is all done in partnership with the church. So when we go to see a client, a befriender who's part of a befriender team, which is part of a volunteer group at the church will join. And we may bring groceries along with us when we come to see a person because they may need that. And so part of the service that we offer is that we take a holistic approach. We equip and we empower so that people can get in control of their finances, removing fear and shame and helping them to think past their debt. Mm. That's beautiful. I so appreciate, Allison, the everyday perspective that you're giving right now. Like this is very practical. You're talking about really tangible things. And I want to just take a moment and kind of zoom up to the 40,000 foot view for a moment, partly because I kind of just want to set the table for you, knowing your expertise and knowing yeah. um, what you're passionate about and just kind of let you go to town. Um, but I want to ask maybe for some of our listeners, this question is standing out to them, but why is it so important to talk about financial well-being in the first place? There's a lot of shame around talking about your financials when you're struggling. Mm. You know, this is something that um, people are not learning at school or they're not learning about or they're not learning at home. And so, you know, that shame, it can be isolating. It, it can make you feel lonely. And you just don't want to talk about that. And so it's important to get people to understand, to, to be able to say, we aren't okay, we need help. Mm. Because once you can say, we aren't okay, you need help, then help can be provided. And so what specific help do you need? Do you need budgeting help? Do you need the supportive community around you that supports you in other needs? As I said to you before, my mother stayed in that marriage very long. And so while she could go to social services and get some financial help, what she really needed was she was going to school at night. She was working in a kitchen and she wanted to become a nurse. You know, we came to Canada. She was evaluated at having a grade eight education and she wanted to be a nurse. Well, if you're working in a kitchen all day and you have no one to depend on and you have three young children... Even if you have the financial wherewithal just to put the food on the table to achieve your goals, you need to have someone who can help you babysitting mm. with babysitting right. when you're taking your courses. And that's where community comes in. So it's broader than just looking at debt. It's talking about your whole person and what your needs are. 
What help do you need financially? What other supports do you need put in place? Mm-hmm. If that answers your question. Yeah, it, it certainly does. Mm-hmm. I really, really appreciate you zoning in on the topic of shame. I see that tying into that holistic definition of poverty so well. One that's often overlooked, that there is an emotional level to this conversation. And so I just really appreciate that. Yeah. And how much more exaggerated those talking taboos become when it's associated with a struggle and maybe even Mm. choices that I've made that have contributed to my struggle, then I can see it becoming far more complex and difficult to engage around. And quite frankly, numbers are not exciting for people, you know, in general, (laughs) you know, I actually became involved with CAP because I love numbers. I'm an accountant. It's just something I like to do, but I don't run into a lot of people who want to talk about financial statements or put together budgets that go into the future. I do that. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see my eyes glaze over on that one, Alison? (laughs) There you go. Exactly. I'm so happy you're passionate about it. (laughs) Somebody, I'm so glad somebody's passionate about it. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think one of the things that I'm hearing you say that CAP offers is an ability to take what does cause many of us to glaze over or panic and make it very accessible and make it Mm -hmm. very understandable. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. CAP offers a course called CAP Money, and it's a budgeting course. And it's, it's really fantastic because... Again, it's one of those things where it's done in community. And mm-hmm. I say in community. So, for example, CAP trains, uh, again, it's in partnership with the church. And again, it's free. And so mm-hmm. CAP trains coaches at churches. And, you know, anyone can go on the CAP website and look up, you know, put their postal code in and find out when a CAP money course is being offered. But what CAP money does is you learn budgeting and there's an easy online tool that's quite accessible and it allows you to plan whether you're getting a regular weekly or bi-weekly or monthly salary or even if you are getting paid irregularly like you're a contract worker what you are able to do is to capture online what your expenses are the known expenses but also think forward to other expenses that you may incur. And people don't always think about this. You mm-hmm. want to go on a vacation or you're going to, you know, what gifts do you need to give for birthdays, for Christmas, all those things. And $100 may be a lot of money right at once, but $2 a week may not mm-hmm. be a lot of money, right? And so right. CAP, you know, has a great budgeting tool that sets you up so that you can put all this information in And you can modify this also as you go along because circumstances change. Mm -hmm. And so as circumstances change, it allows you to modify that. And again, it's free. It's uh, really accessible, easy to use, and a great budgeting tool. Even for those who may not love numbers. (laughs) (laughs) There's hope. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for for sharing about that, Allison. To our listeners, uh, what questions do you have? 
We invite you to email us if you have any questions or if you want to continue the conversation. You can reach us at podcast at fhcanada.org. We would love to hear from you. Allison, why is CAP so close to your heart? Where does it fit into your story? Well, as I mentioned before, I love budgeting and finances, (laughs) and many people don't. (laughs) And I am a professional accountant, so that sort of partially explains it. Mm -hmm. But CAP was offering CAP Money courses, uh, coach training through the church. And my pastor asked me, is this something that you would be interested or willing to do, Allison? And of course, she knew my answer was going to be yes. (laughs) And CAP Money is the budgeting course that's offered by CAP. And it's an online tool that's free of charge. And I may have mentioned that before, but I went and I took this training and the four people that I met that were doing the training were just beautiful. Mm. You could just see their heart. They just loved what they were doing and they loved, uh, you know, how they serve, their ability to serve those uh, that came within their sphere in any event. One of the people, as a matter of fact, who was doing the training, Will McLaughlin, is now our CEO. Mm. And um, he started with CAP as a debt coach in Northern Ireland 13 years ago. And so after I took this one-day training to become a CAP money coach, which I still do, I read the book, Nevertheless. Uh, Nevertheless is a book written by the founder of his journey in founding CAP, the founder, John Kirkby. Anyhow, he was a successful banker and he lost everything. And when he lost everything, it's so much so that he was actually sleeping in a cot with his kids at someone's home. Mm. And so what he did have was he had financial training and he gained community through this experience. And so he was able to get himself back on his feet. And the community was through the church and through Christian families. And once he got himself back on his feet, he started to, again, regain financial momentum and gain success. But he thought, God didn't give me this experience so that I could do for myself. I need to do something with this that helps others. And so that's when he founded Chris Tyane's Against Poverty. <laughs> he says he's dyslexic. And so instead of Christians, he spelled Chris Tyane's Against Poverty. <laughs> Nonetheless, that was 25 years ago. And Christians Against Poverty is now in England, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales, and uh, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, and just recently launched in the U.S., And the momentum is amazing because there's a need, you know, there's a need for serving those who are underserved, who are less fortunate. And the people that work with CAP just have a heart to support those in need. And so that's what drew me to CAP. Once I decided to um, become a money coach and I read Nevertheless, I said, I want to be part of this story. And I reached out to the executive director and said, very interested in supporting this organization in any way that I can. And we chatted and then I was soon introduced to the chair of the board. And then I went into the office to meet the rest of the team and uh, they invited me to join the board. And I was really happy for that opportunity. 
And during the interim, I became treasurer. And then a year ago, I stepped into the position of chair and I just haven't looked back. I just love this organization. It's so evident in how you speak about the organization, your passion and your joy that it gives you being part of it. I just imagine how that just flows out to the people that you work with as well. You know, there's there's so much joy. Uh, we did a time of Jubilee and it's on YouTube actually. Hmm. And people in the video talk about their experiences with CAP. And you can see how CAP is helping them. You know, we're a Christian organization, but you don't have to be Christian to be helped by CAP. You just have to want and be willing to accept help. You know, one of the women, Raven, um, who is in the YouTube video, said she grew up in a hyper-Christian family. And so this isn't for her right now. But she felt respected. She felt treated with dignity. And she is well on her way to becoming debt-free. She felt treated like a whole person. You know, another gentleman, uh, Ken, I believe it was, said, this Christian thing just isn't for me. But he felt the support that he got from this community helped him so much. He's now debt-free, and he also recently got baptized. Hmm. Wow, that's beautiful. This might actually be a good time to ask you, where can people access information about CAP and then specifically see that video just to understand and learn more about people's stories? Ah, capcanada.org. Just go to our website and the video is called A Time of Jubilee. It's posted on CAP. Um, Our impact statement is there that speaks to the number of people that have gone debt-free. The other stories, you know, at Christmas when we got a group of young people together in Saskatchewan in our death center there to put together uh, hampers, Christmas hampers that were designed for the recipients and to send them out. Yeah, it's a great place. You learn a lot about what we're doing at CAP. Great. Thank you. Allison, to come to the realm of very practical um, advice, what tips do you have for Canadians going into this tax season? Sure. If you have a straightforward tax return, you could look for platforms that provide their services for free. And that can be found on the internet by doing a search. I've recently spoken to our uh, team at CAP to say, you know, is this something that we would be able to direct and ideally we'll be able to put something up online at some point to give some direction there. It's really important that people have a MyCRA account to set themselves up and familiarize themselves with where to find information that they need to file their taxes. And if you have access CERB or EI during the pandemic season, It's important to understand that that income was not taxed and it may lead to you owing money. But don't let that discourage you from filing your taxes, you know, as you're able to negotiate repayment plans with the CRA if necessary. Mm -hmm. And certainly, you know, CAP can help give guidance with this. Mm -hmm. And then many of the benefits such as Trillium, GST, child tax credits are income tax filing dependent. So if you don't file your income tax return, you will not get those benefits. Mm. So it's very important to file. And it's great to look for opportunities to be generous because when you do give, those gifts are tax deductible. 
and you can look at places where you're passionate about and make donations there. And if you find yourself in a high income tax bracket or you have complicated returns, you know, if you own multiple properties, for example, or have unique investments, then you're best to have an accountant handle your return. Mm -hmm. That would be our advice for going into tax Mm. season. Those are really practical pieces of advice. Kind of along those lines, you mentioned the book, Nevertheless, which was meaningful in your journey. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what other books or resources you can recommend to us and to our listeners. Is there like uh, finances for dummies kind of resources or (laughs) things like that 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 could help me? (laughs) Well, I think the Cat Money course is... uh is definitely something that doing cat money is a great resource. What's beautiful about cat money is that cat money is an A to Z in in helping you with financials. Because what we focus on with cat money, once again, is it's about getting your budget in order, getting your finances in order. Coming out of cat money, you may actually discover that you have too high a debt load for the revenue or the income that you're earning. And so some of the things that we talk about, even within the cap money course, and this is why I say community is so important because, you know, you can define community in many ways, but even within a cap money course, you have a little community there. And the way that the training is done is that, you know, there isn't any shame and people aren't required to provide any of their own personal financial information to the group. We have a few cap, a few coaches that go around from desk to desk or, you know, when we do it online, it's a little bit different to help people actually complete their budgeting. But the things that we really talk about, too, that's helpful is to think about things like how do you increase your income? And I'll give you some examples there. But how do you cut costs? So do the same, but do it cheaper. Mm. How do you cut back? Do the same, but do less. Or how do you cut out what do you need to, what should you remove from your budget? Hmm. And so people share ideas like, you know, for cutting costs, like different phone plans. And people will talk about the phone plan that they have versus another phone plan or the data plan. And those are ways that are very tangible. Hmm. What do you do with children? You know, you have children of a certain age level. Well, other people have children of that age level and they talk about all of the free activities that they know about in their area. And others may not know about those free activities. So that's what I talk Mm. when I talk about community within that group doing the cap money course Mm -hmm. and then talking about increasing income well you know we all think about things like potentially doing babysitting or at this season snow shoveling you know knocking on people's door can I snow shovel but what about hobbies that you have and one of the cap courses that I did you know I said you know are there any hobbies that you think you can monetize that you can turn into cash And, you know, people aren't necessarily thinking of things that way. And I said, okay, let's talk about some hobbies. And one woman talked about her gardening and how people admired her garden. And I said, and I bet you that there would be a whole bunch of people who would be willing to pay you Mm. to plant their garden and set it up every year. Mm. These are annuals. And we talked about it. And in fact, that is something that she could do. And I talked to a friend of mine just recently with this beautiful Christmas. um, She puts together in a basket 
beautiful Christmas bouquets. I guess it's not called bouquets when it's outside your home, but getting ready for Christmas. And the cost of the plant plus $20 for a planter, way cheaper than you could get it at a local store. But she can do about five of those on a Saturday. That's $100 right there in your pocket. Okay. And so that's what you do with community. And those are the things that we learn when we do cap money. It's very tangible. It's not, you know, you put your income here and this is your expense, you know, X, Y, Z. It's also talking amongst each other and understanding, again, how you can increase income and how can you reduce costs. Mm. I love that because it's, it's allowing people to brainstorm together and to think outside the box. Absolutely. That's definitely the biggest takeaway that I am holding on to from our conversation today is just, I mean, the cap money course gives such a tangible, safe space to hash things out, to learn, to actually make better choices. To me, that just seems like the secret sauce. That's just such a powerful thing to be able to (laughs) offer people. So I'm just so, so glad that a resource like that exists. And it's beautiful when we can, I mean, yes, we can do it online, which is great because Mm -hmm. that's what we have to do now. But it's beautiful when you can do it in person because people are coming from the same community. And so, Mm -hmm. as I said, with parents, if you know resources that are available for free, parents are sharing that amongst each other. Yeah. So I'm curious as a listener, what are you leaving with today? What resonated with you that you can start doing or perhaps stop doing tomorrow? Allison, I think I probably know the answer to this question, but just maybe good to reiterate it as we come to a close here with our time with you. If someone is listening and they recognize themselves in some of the descriptions you've given or some of the needs that they feel and they would like help, what should they do? Where can they find help and CAP? Well, first of all, I would encourage you that there is always hope. There's Mm. always hope. You know, no situation is beyond God's ability to fix and heal. And, and you don't need to feel guilty um, when you approach CAP. You will not be judged. Mm. If you need help with your debts, then we want you to call us. Mm. And please call us at 1-855-214-9191. And we will either walk you through your debt-free journey ourselves, or if you're outside of our service area, we will make sure that you get connected with the help that you need. Mm. And certainly if you're from a church who wants to show how much you care about serving your community, you can partner with us. So please get in touch with us at info at capcanada.org or call us at 289-684-9191. We need more churches to partner with us Mm. so that we can provide the support to more communities and more Canadians throughout Canada. Mm. And of course, if you can donate so that we can continue serving Canadians struggling through this pandemic, we would ask you to help. And you can donate online at capcanada.org. 
or you can make a quick e-transfer today to finance <laughs> at cap, cap, capcanada.org. You make it so tangible and so practical. Thank you, Alice. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> the Cap Canada is an organization that is so worth supporting mm. because we go to where people are. We meet them where they're at. We care about the whole person. And that's what's, you know, we care to show God's love. We are called to choose to relate to people as valuable. Mm. And that's what loving our neighbors as we love ourselves, that agape love, a choice to relate to someone as valuable. And you can only do that if you meet people where they are. You go at it with an approach of being non-judgmental and to care and to know that you too yourself could be in this position. It's not something that strikes someone because of anything in their character or their personality. These are circumstances that could happen to anyone. And as I've said, I've faced difficulties in my life in that way. And it was through the help of community and certainly with the church that I've been able to, to emerge and certainly am willing to serve. And as I said, CAP was founded by John Kirkby, who went through this experience himself. Mm. Allison, thank you so much for sharing of your expertise, of your heart for the organization, and really just your passion for everything that CAP is doing. And I would just add to that, Allison, I really appreciate how you have really laid out the way anybody can get involved, whether you want to support CAP financially because of the great work that CAP is doing, whether you need to access some resources, there's there's something for all of us in there. So thank you so much for your taking the time to be with us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure and an honor to join you today. To explore what your next steps could be or find out more about Christians Against Poverty and what other Canadians are doing about poverty, start by checking out fhcanada.org resources. 